0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. My name is Amalia. And I am Milou. Welcome to Food of the Future, a podcast about alternative protein sources made by five honor students of Wageningen University and Research. Today, we are going to talk about another unique novel food, mycelium. First, we are going to introduce you briefly into this topic, and then we will have a very interesting interview with Karen Scholmeyer. A researcher from Wageningen University. So can you tell us what is mycelium?
1: Well mycelium is part of a fungus which is an eukaryotic organism like yeast, mould, or mushrooms. Mycelium is a network of threads within the fungus which usually grows underground.
0: Oh that's interesting. So is it safe to eat? Um, is it possible to already find it in products?
1: Well, yes, maybe you've already heard of the brand corn. Uh, Corn products are made out of mycelium proteins. They ferment the fungus, which results in mycoprotein. And this mycoprotein is used in all kinds of meat replacements, like vegetarian, chicken pieces, sausages, and minced meat.
0: And is mycelium a healthy alternative to animal protein? Probably
1: it is. The important
0: aspect is the amount of proteins
1: and its composition. While the amount of protein in mycelium species varies greatly and is also dependent on the growing conditions, we think the protein content is between 10 and 60%. This sounds quite promising, but I think we should ask a specialist to check this fact. Mycelium is also high in fiber, which is good for digestion, and it is low in less beneficial things like saturated fats and cholesterol. Some research has found that after eating microprotein, people stay full from it for a long time. Additionally, it seems that microprotein also improves metabolic and muscular health. But more research is needed to confirm this. Microprotein also contains small amounts of micronutrients like vitamin B and other minerals.
0: This all sounds very good, but from the research we learned that it's important that the nutrients are taken up by our bodies. So Is this the case for mycelium?
1: Yes, mycoprotein seems to be able to be digested well by the human body. So the nutrients that are in the food will actually be accessible to those who consume it.
0: Okay, I see. Another important aspect is production. So how sustainable is mycelium production?
1: If you look at land and water use, mycelium is one of the most efficient protein alternatives. However, production of mycoprotein has high energy consumption. It is produced in bioreactors through continuous fermentation. After the fermentation, additional processes such as steaming, chilling, and texturization are needed. And these processes cost energy. The energy use is about the same as uh, meat replacements using dairy. Uh, but the impact of this energy can be reduced if we use renewable energy sources.
0: Interesting. Um, And how do you think consumers perceive mycelium as an alternative?
1: Well, there's not much information on this, but the sales of corn, a product that is already sold in a supermarket, uh, are quite good. So therefore, I don't believe that the consumer perception is a big problem.
0: That's interesting. Um, So let's ask an expert to give more information on this.
1: Right now we are sitting here with Karin Scholtzmeier, postdoctoral researcher at Wageningen University. Welcome, Karin.
2: Hello. Hi.
1: Uh, and thank you for joining our podcast.
2: You're welcome. So
1: first of all, can you tell a bit about your work and how it is related to mycelium?
2: Yes, I sure can. Um, well, as you said, I am a research scientist in uh, Wageningen University, and in our group we work with mushroom fungi. And in the past, we used to focus on improving uh, the quality and yield of mushrooms uh, by breeding. I don't know, Yeah, if you make crosses between different strains, you can get better strains. Yeah. And this we did for mushrooms in the past. Uh, but now we are uh, extending our research to the mycelium, so the root system on which the, normally the, the mushrooms grow. And we want to look at several kinds of uh, applications um, uh, of these uh, mycelia and also aim to improve uh, the the properties of the strains for applications of mycelium. And when I'm talking about applications of mycelium, you you may think of like vegan leather, so leather made from mycelium. That's... uh, product that is already uh, in development, uh, textiles, but also what I'm working on is for food and then especially for uh, alternative to, to meat proteins. So that, that's what I'm uh, working on mostly. And
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. So that's what and I do with mycelium, can... yeah. 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 And can you then maybe tell a bit about uh, the different ways of producing mycelium for food and maybe uh, like how sustainable or economically uh, feasible uh, these techniques are?
2: These are all really good questions, um, but also very difficult questions. And Mm -hmm. there can be uh, very much uh, research can be done to, to... to look at this. But first I'll start uh, with the ways of growing a mycelium. That's, uh, you can do that like uh, like done for corn, you know corn, uh, that's yeah. uh, grown in a liquid fermenter. It's a big batch of liquid that is stirred and air is going in and kept on the temperature. And then the fungus will grow and the, the mycelial threads will form. And at the end, you'll have a large biomass. And uh, you can separate this biomass from the watery part, and then you have a, you could have a product already. You could also okay. process that further to a uh, meat replacement or to extract proteins or other compounds. That's one way. And the other way is uh, via solid state fermentation. And that is actually uh, what we already do in in, in, in mushroom cultivation. You have a solid substrate like straw, on which the mycelium mm. grows. And then for mushrooms, you produce mushrooms. But if you no, do not want to use the mushrooms, you could just use the, the substrate with the mycelium directly. Okay. Uh, you were asking about uh, economic, of, sorry.
1: Yeah, uh, is it then uh, economically feasible to like grow it at a larger scale for like large food production?
2: Yeah, that also depends on, on really different factors, is what you want to do with it. If you want to create a lot of protein, then it might start to become difficult, either way of producing, because... Mushrooms do not make, and also probably the mycelium, but we don't know, do not make that much protein. Uh, I know it's marketed everywhere as being high in protein, but if they say there's 20% protein, then it's 20% of the dry weight, and there's 90 to 95% water in a mushroom. So you can imagine that you have to eat a whole lot of mushroom or mycelium for that matter to eat equivalent of a, a chicken fillet. So yeah, but um, if you're looking at point of view just as a replacement for meat, like here in the West, we have enough protein. So you don't need to have a high protein food every day. So then you can easily replace it by something like corn or uh, these new products that are developed, just to have a replacement. Yeah, so, but then then it might but, be already now already economic uh, to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but
1: then is the the protein content then like if you for example have corn, uh, is the protein content in those products then way lower than for example in chicken or? Yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. I know it's marketed as high in protein and they say yeah. it's high in mycoprotein. But if you look at what's the definition of mycoprotein, that is protein and all kinds of other compounds like mm. polysaccharides and sugars and stuff like that. Okay, so,
1: so it's not pure, purely the protein.
2: No, content. And, and as I said, as a meat replacement for now, at this point in time, in our Uh, uh, economy, it's a Mm -hmm. really good replacement for meat. But if we look at uh, poorer countries and the future, if the head population of the world is growing and is getting more wealthy, then Mm -hmm. we will have in 2050, it is estimated that we won't have enough protein production from meat. So that's why, like in Word, there's a lot of programs going on, and also in the rest of the world, to find uh, additional proteins.
1: Yeah, and then mycelium might be one of the... One of
2: the, yeah, also the plant proteins, the insects, seaweed, all kinds of sources. And is
1: it then also sustainable to produce the mycelium?
2: And it also depends on uh, also the the head level and where you want to use it, like with the uh, feasibility uh, and also which way you grow it. I could expect that if you grow it in a fermenter on high quality sugar water, what's normally done, that that is more uh, or less sustainable then as what we are aiming for is to use side streams from uh, the food industry, like press cakes uh, from from olive oil pressing, but also from uh, agriculture, like uh, cuttings from 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 wood. And I think that's yeah, that's a waste stream or you can yeah a side stream. And if you can use something that you throw out to create food. Yeah. Yeah, I think that will improve sustainability a lot. Yeah. And also, but, what is imp yeah sorry what is important is that for these mushrooms you don't need agricultural land like for plants or for cattle. You can grow it indoors. So that's yeah,
1: also. That's, yeah, that sounds really good. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and but then for. Um, what you're saying uh, produced on uh, sugar water, mm-hmm. then is it then that you need a lot of water? Is that like a bit of the problem then? Or? That's
2: one of the problems, yeah. You need a lot of water and you need to heat all okay. the water. And, yeah. And stir and aerate. And well, it's quite technical to create it like that. But yeah, you can also imagine that if you grow something like an edible fungus on wood chips that you might need to do something to that before you can eat it yeah but on the other hand if you grow it on press cage yeah you might end up with something similar to tempeh i don't know if you know this uh, this food is uh, very popular in asia uh, then you might be able to eat that immediately
1: okay yeah, that sounds good. So,
2: yeah, yeah, there's all kinds of options that can okay. be investigated.
1: Yeah. And uh, we know that certain food products require an application to the EU because of the novel food
2: regulations.
1: Yes. And is that also the case for mycelium?
2: Uh, depends. Uh, corn mycelium is already uh, on the market for several years, so that's not novel food, but... If we now, uh, we are screening like 60 different edible mushrooms or their mycelium, and they are never eaten before, well, on record, um, or officially. But, um, yeah, if you want to use it, then you need to do all kinds of steps to get this. uh, Yeah, you have to register, that's novel food, and then you need to go through all kinds of tests for uh, presence of all kinds of compounds, but yeah, that's not something I do. Yeah, we have we where we have a different department that's really good at that, the food safety department, and they can help you help us with that. But yes, yeah,
1: yeah. And um, do you think that the consumer acceptance might be a barrier for mycelium? Maybe that consumers see it as like fungi that they find it dirty or something
2: or yeah i can't refer the question to you how do you look at it <laughs> yeah well yeah i think
1: we are already like thinking much about different alternative protein sources so we are kind of used to like eating algae or insects mm-hmm. or fungi uh, but i can imagine that's like the general public who is not so investigated in this topic might think like, oh.
2: Yeah, so then you then you get to the point of that you need to be honest about the product. It needs to be usable in the kitchen. Uh, it should fit your daily routine. It should taste nice. It should smell nice. Uh, and if you have that... And the consumers, you present it to consumers, I think they will happily eat it. Um, it is a bit uh, also, again, uh, what product are you marketing? If you have this fermented material, it's quite clean. And you don't need a lot of processing. And a lot of people nowadays like uh, yeah, unprocessed, healthy food. But, yeah, on the other hand, we also want sustainable. So if you go to the wood chips and the materials like that, yeah, you need some kind of processing. So, and there, yeah, people that we we did together with social sciences uh, department, we uh, did some uh, questionnaires. And, yeah, people were really, between those two uh, options, uh, yeah, thinking about it and not sure yet. If it's really sustainable, then they would use the processed material, and otherwise they would prefer the the clean cut uh, labels.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, and like the those processed, uh, yeah, more processed uh, products. Uh, do you think that they are still? like healthy, or do they then
2: contain like uh, lots of salts and sugars, or is no, it still? No you, no, you should not think about it like that. If I say process, then we use uh, water to extract the protein or press out the protein on the pressure. And then you have, yeah, uh, an extract of your uh, substrate in your mycelium. And if there's nothing wrong in there, you can just dry it and have powder. With all the healthy components in there, and you don't need to add anything because you have it dried. Then, of course, you need to yeah. check if there are not from the substrate or from the mycelium itself or if there are no nasty compounds in there. But that's what you, why you have these regulations and not a novel food system.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, what we already talked a bit about the uh, proteins. Um, but uh, does it also contain like all the essential uh, amino acids?
2: That's a very good question. Uh, there's a lot of literature about proteins uh, of mushroom uh, uh, available, but uh, it's really difficult to compare them because they were done all differently on different samples and different growth conditions. and they always not always, use the exact uh, correct method to determine the protein. Uh, only a few uh, reports were shown that they determine amino acids and show that there is essential amino acids are present at levels that is good for you, for humans. So, possibly yes, but uh, for the mycelium it really needs more research. To be sure, okay. especially when you are looking at different species, yeah, and are comparing different species, and you could also imagine that if one species has a one amino acid uh, not present, and the other, another species, another, you could combine or make combinations of the mushroom mycelium. But yeah, the 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 general idea is that all essential amino acids are present, but yeah, that's only for a limited amount of mycelia.
1: Okay. And then there are uh, a lot of different mycelia uh, species Mm then. Is there also a difference in the products that you can make with it or like a difference in
2: taste or? structure? Yeah, I started with 60 different species and all from edible mushrooms but not for all from mushrooms that are usually eaten, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I grow these 60 different mushrooms, I see differences in protein levels. It's not published yet, but I see really big differences in protein levels. But also when you grow them, they Look different in texture and structure, but they also uh, have different colors. So also really interesting, nice, meaty-like colors sometimes. And uh, really good smells here and there. Not all of them, of course, but uh, if you think of mold, for example, then it's not a nice smell. No. But I had some anise-like smells and uh, citrusy and fruity. So yeah. There is quite a variation so lot to do.
1: Okay, so there is also still a lot of a lot possible in like mycelium which is it's not just one product.
2: That's... No, no, we are trying to look at really different species because they are all different and yeah. Yeah. for one application of one food product species A could be best best and for another uh, product, Species B. So so we're creating a portfolio.
1: Yeah. Because I was wondering, like, corn is already on the market for quite, quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but why does it then take so long for other brands to come with like mycelium? Because I think it is quite... Uh, corn is sold quite well mm-hmm. and Yeah, it's working. So if -hmm. there
2: are so many options, like why does it take so long? Um, That has to do with research. And not much, still not much is known about these different mycelia. That takes a lot of time and a lot of money. And I think there are now a lot of companies coming to market and startups. I don't know if you heard of them, like MyForest Foods. They are coming into the market, but, yeah, they also need investments. So, yeah, that takes a time. And I think now the time is there that also people are interested in it. In the 70s or 80s, people were not concerned with meat replacements. At least I cannot remember. So
1: (laughs) Yeah. So then, corn was just like really early.
2: Yeah, you were really alternative, I think, if you bought corn. Yeah, my parents never put this on the table. No, (laughs) no, no. No, no. No, it's quite quite normal.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all really interesting. So um, we have one final question, I think, and that's what we uh, ask for all the alternative protein mm-hmm. source that we are looking in. Um, and that is,
2: uh, do you think mycelium is a food of the future? Um, I think next to all the other alternatives, yes, I do. But not only, I don't think only mycelium will be the one. I think all of these options together will give us a really good chance of feeding everybody in the future.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a very positive... That's my
2: final statement. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah. that's really nice. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, Karin, thank you very much for all this information. Uh, It was very interesting to hear.
0: Thank you,
2: it was nice to do.
0: This interview was very interesting. Which part stood out the most for you?
1: Well, I think that what she said was in line with our research. But what I found most interesting is that the protein content of mycelium is not as high as companies like to market it. And uh, I also think that we found out that mycelium could be a food of the future, but um, only if other meat alternatives are also available.
0: Thank you for listening to the Food of the
1: Future podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support novel and creative food sources, please share it with others. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.